0: Welcome, everyone, to this, the final broadcast of 2023. Thank you for uh, watching with Catching Up with Jacob this year. And of course, it wouldn't be a Catching Up with Jacob without Jacob Prash. How are you doing, Jacob?
1: How am I doing? What a question. I'm not doing too well, but I'm doing very well. The ambiguities of life as a believer in a fallen world at a time like this in history are inexplicable. On one hand, when you see these things happening, lift up your head; your redemption draws nigh. On the other hand, these things are not very ingratiating to one's spirit.
0: Yeah. It's very true, but thank God Jesus is on the throne. Amen. And of course, you know Him, you love Him. He's an encouragement to all. Always, our good friend Davy Rosengreen from down under. Hey. Good to be with you guys. Good to be with you. Thank you. And
2: happy birthday, Jay. I'll get up again. Happy birthday. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Happy
0: this This is awesome to spend my birthday with you guys and with all of the uh,
2: Morial family. Thank you so much. Uh, we thank you for giving up your time too, Jay. Look, you do put in an awful lot of work all year round. Yes, I, um, I don't know how you do it. Uh, working a full-time job all the work you do, so um, I really appreciate all that you do and also for taking the time on your birthday to meet you too.
0: I will not chalk it up to any skill or endurance I have. I'm going to say glory be to Jesus Christ who gives me the strength to carry whatever I need to. Amen. Amen. Well, in that spirit, I'd like to share uh, before we get into the announcements, uh, just a, a glimpse back at what this year has been with Catching Up with Jacob. So without further ado, here
2: we go. One example of deception in the world, of course, is the World Economic Forum. They're having their their little shindig, and that is coming up next week from the 16th to the 20th. There was one conspicuous name, and that is Mr.
1: Brian Kemp from the GOP state of Georgia.
2: But Yeah, Putin's not going to say by idly and not do nothing especially if nato forces decided they're gonna try and annex Crimea back the whole administration is just a sideshow for diversity the whole thing is a sideshow for diversity meaning that They bring people in like Sam Britton, who's
1: just more known for his uh, stealing women's clothing at the airport than anything else. That he uh, Rachel Levine, yeah, who's giving you know admiral admiral status and you know it's a four star admiral (laughs) claiming to be a woman. They will get exchange rate mechanisms between central banks. Once you see ERMs between central banks it'll be very easy to have a de facto one world currency. Create a new species by putting his breath into it. In other words, you're talking about something that has a consciousness of its own. Take the same corrupt organization that is really a political organization operating under the guise of being a public, a global public health organization something that is politically driven, not scientifically or clinically driven. A couple citizens
2: journalists
1: have popped up there in Hawaii and they've been exposing some of the things like right now we know that one out of four of the children attending
2: uh, elementary schools are now missing. So when
0: Jesus said, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword, that sword is the word of God. That sword, the word, is going to separate you from the weak-teed people that don't view that as the absolute foundation. Christ is our foundation. The Word, the Scripture, that is the dividing post
1: between us and the rest of the world. That's the Republican Party. Well, Britain, the Conservative Party is the same. It's a joke. And in Canada, there's no political opposition. Erosion of that is in proportion to the departure from biblical principles there have been secular historians who have always said that uh, if if the uk keeps going down this route of renewable energy they won't need to cyber hack
2: the the national grid to, to collapse of will collapse of its own accord <laughs> correct really. correct you don't, don't need any help to make it collapse they're working towards that anyway <sighs> that's the cutting blood. we've mixed our blood
1: which is his and which is
2: mine. Now his blood mm. is in my body. Does he think he's Jesus? Uh, or tantamount to being Jesus, so he's, and he's promoting the efficacy of his blood mixed. You know, all the doctrinal errors there are just
1: monumental.
0: well what a year it was indeed watching those clips brings back a lot of horrible memories and good memories all at the same time i don't know how that works but somehow it does anyway i wanted to go ahead and say uh jacob do you have any announcements some traveling plans some upcoming events that people would like to know I will about be
1: coming to the united states in a few weeks these engagements will be posted on the internet i'll be coming to uh New York, Baltimore, Texas, um, California, uh, obviously with Marco. Um, It will be posted within the next two weeks or after David Lister is back from Asia. Um, The announcements will be made as to the venues. I'm also speaking in England, England, I think the 13th of January at the Art Christian Fellowship. That's already posted on the Internet um, near Reading, England, uh, in the western suburbs of London. So that is that. The other announcement, we urge, urge our viewers, please, if you're watching on YouTube, go to moriel.tv, go to moriel.tv.org, go to Rumble. But do not watch us on YouTube. YouTube was only here to redirect Internet traffic to our own platforms that have our own servers where they can't take us down, they can't give us strikes, they can't censor us, they can't enforce their political biases or anti-Christian or anti-Israel biases on anybody. We have our own platforms from the Lord, at least for the time being. We urge you, please don't watch us on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, go to Rumble. Go to moriel.tv. Go to moriel.tv.org. And we also have Moriel's programming on RTN, but there's plenty of alternatives. You don't need YouTube. Do yourself and do us a tremendous favor, and don't watch us on it.
0: I I, uh, will echo that sentiment. Uh, You know, I wanted to also say that if you don't have the time to watch us live, or even to watch us on any of those platforms other than YouTube, Rumble, uh, Vimeo, uh, Facebook, Um, You can always go to the podcasts. And especially when it comes to Jacob's teaching, when it comes to Sandy's biblical expositions, Marco's teachings, take advantage of them. Who knows how long you have before this channel might be deleted. If you have those downloaded as podcasts, they're yours to continue to listen to and learn from. So we, we highly encourage. You can find us on Apple Podcasts right now. You can find us on Podchasers, you can find us on Spotify, wherever podcasts are. Moriel tries to make sure that we have those podcasts of those lessons available. And, you know, uh, definitely Catching Up is there, and also Ken's Corner and some other Bible studies as well. So take advantage of it while you can. Now, uh, to the main event, I'd just like to say one more thing, actually. Um, Marco is not here, but I want to say thank you, Marco, for this year. Thank you for all the hard work you put in for this show. And uh, I hope you have a restful and wonderful vacation with your family. Amen. And if you're watching, which I doubt, because you're on vacation. Let's get catching up. Gentlemen, our first story involves uh, Michigan, here, right here at home in the good old United States, the the Midwest, you know, the place where mom and dad still probably are, are married. You enjoy Christmas, but there's there's a new call, in in Michigan, and it's being called by Ahmed Musa Jabril, not to be confused with the poet, uh, J- uh, Ge Yeah, Geheil Jabron. <laughs> he this uh, Ahmed Musa Jabril says is that we should nurse our children. To become jihadists, and that we should never present Islam as a cute religion. Jacob, I'll start with you. Did anyone in the history of the world ever think Islam was a cute religion?
1: No, especially not Muslims. One exception would be George Bush Sr. and his son. Uh, I remember George Bush lying uh, that Islam going on television saying it was a religion of peace. when Christians were being hung in Saudi Arabia. Well, George... And uh, now he can give account for his defense of, of, of such a satanic religion that was hanging Christians. But in the United States, giving these people visas to come in, which Donald Trump, to his credit, tried to restrict, only to be called a racist. Now they're openly telling people, raise your children to be Islamic jihadists in the United States. The same radicalism that we saw in Britain and in Holland, and in France, and elsewhere in Europe, is now coming to America, and it's courtesy of the American government, both of the establishment Republicans, particularly the Bush dynasty, and of course, the Marxist Democratic Party. That is what is happening. Also, I would point out that there have been probably dozens of instances in Britain, Europe, and America this Christmas season where Muslim activists, pro-Hamas activists, have attempted to hijack Christmas pageants, Nativity displays, Christmas celebrations, waving Palestinian terrorist flags, and just violently taking over Christian celebrations of the Nativity. This is what's happening. And it's something that did not have to happen had we acted as common-sense defenders of democracy after September 11th. This Christmas, 200 pro-Palestinian activists, most of them Muslims, closed down the World Trade Center, which the Muslims, at September 11th, 2011, blew up, supported by members of the Saudi Arabian government and the House of Saud with Bush and Cheney doing nothing except defending Saudi Arabia. And now they go back to the World Trade Center that's been rebuilt and to the memorial of the World Trade Center where the Muslims took down the Twin Towers and closed it down for Christmas, protesting. Why are these people tolerated? Why are they not arrested? And if they're not American citizens deported and if they are American citizens investigated for fraudulent immigration. Taking loyal pledges to our Constitution when they don't believe it. These people need to be arrested and criminally prosecuted and deported. If they riot they need to be met with police force. Unfortunately
0: I think that Christians are tolerated. I would say that is followers of Islam, at least in the Western countries, United States, Europe, are celebrated.
1: Yes, Israel is only doing what every civilized country in the world should do. When they riot, you arrest them. When they perpetrate acts of violence, you shoot them dead. That is the way Muslims treat each other, and that is the only way to deal with radical Muslims. I am allowing for the fact that there are individual Muslims who are not radical. Correct. Of course. But radical Muslims, you're dealing with somebody whose mentality is... They have a a religion or an interpretation of their religion. Which they do not say is a distortion of it, but they just say it's Islam. It's ordinary Islam, and their thinking and their claims... And this religion or their interpretation of it, their beliefs, take a human being made in the image and likeness of God and reduce them to the level of a butchering animal. Now, if somebody behaves like an animal with rabies, like a mad dog or a rat with rabies, what do you do? You have to treat them like what they behave like in order to protect yourself. You cannot look upon these people as having human life when their lives are not human. What they have done in Nigeria to kill these Christians at Christmas? Just brutally murder the children? These are animalistic people. Now, again, there are moderate Muslims who are not like this, and there are Christian Arabs and Christians in Asian countries who are victims of this. I am not making a racist statement, and I'm not saying that it's every Muslim, but it's a lot of them. It is a high percentage of them. I would go as far as to say that it is not unlikely statistically that those Muslims who are legitimately tolerant and peaceable are a demographic minority within the Islamic world as a whole. Absolutely. This is verified after September 11th. One poll published in the New York Times, 68% of Muslims thought that the World Trade Center attacks on September 11th were justified. 40% of Muslims in Britain said if they knew about an Islamic terrorist attack being planned, they would not tell the police. It's not a few bad apples. It is a cancer that must be identified as a cancer and eradicated. Now, obviously as a Christian, I would prefer these people be saved rather than killed. And I thank God for the ministries to the Muslims like Hatun Tash, I thank God for David Wood, I thank God for Jay Smith, I thank God for others. May God bless them and use them. I'd rather see Muslims get saved you're not going to find a better Christian on the face of the earth, a more Christ-like Christian on the face of the earth, than somebody saved out of Islam. I know a number. God bless them. I've only led a handful of Muslims to the Lord, maybe, probably fewer than a dozen, but they love Jesus so much. I'm not speaking racially, and I'm not saying I want somebody dead because they're a Muslim, but a radical Muslim? A radical Muslim? It's a matter of self-defense. You have to kill them before they kill you. The only way to avoid this is to deport them. There will be a civil war in Europe between the kings of the north, the kings of the south. As Daniel said, there will be a coming conflict with Islam. It's unstoppable. It's inevitable. It has to happen. There will be a conflict. As Daniel said in chapter 10, the king of Greece and the king of Persia, the prince of Greece and the Prince of Persia. These conflicts are going to be inevitable. I'm not stirring up hatred. Islam, in its radical form, has already stirred up the hatred. I'm simply reacting to it. These people who made immigration to the United States and Western countries on false pretenses need to be denationalized and deported. Student visas from Muslim countries who are protesting, they need to be have their visas canceled and they need to be deported. All green cards of radical Muslims need to be canceled and departed. These people like Rashid and Obert have no business, and, and, and Ellis, they have no business being in government or in Congress. None. They should be put on trial for treason if you look at what they're actually saying. Linda Souser being another one these people have no right to be in the civilized world Muslim refugees need to go to Muslim countries when the Jews faced ethnic cleansing in North Africa and the Middle East in the late 1940s they went to a Jewish country Israel as refugees Muslims do not need to be coming to Europe or to Britain or to the United States they should be going to Muslim countries they shouldn't be coming here that is the reality That is the absolute reality, but the real problem is not just them. It's the treason, the betrayal of America that we saw by the Bush administration and by the Clinton administration and today by the Biden administration and certainly by Obama, who has blood on his hands for what happened in San Bernardino, California. These people have to be understood for what they are. They have a belief, a religious belief that dehumanizes them. Now, I know civilized Muslims who are not like that. I've done things in the tourist industry, tourism industry in Turkey and in Egypt. I know Muslims who are not like that and who don't approve of these things. But many of them do. And it's not only uneducated ones. It was physicians who tried to blow up the airport in Glasgow, Scotland. Bin Laden was not an uneducated man. His number two in command was also a physician. Bin Laden was an engineer. These are educated people. You can't say it's simply uneducated It's not. It is a disease of the mind. It is a poison of the spirit. I will say this again. As a Christian, I would prefer these people get saved and come to faith in Christ. Some do, thank God. Most do not. I would be willing to kill every single radical Muslim on the face of the earth. Everyone. In order to save the life of one moderate Muslim, one Christian, or one Jew. I would be willing to kill, have Western governments kill every radical Muslim on the face of the earth in order to save the life of one moderate Muslim, one Christian, or one Jew. And I would do so without blinking an eye. And any other philosophy is compromised and will not work. It's only delaying the inevitable. And the inevitable is going to be much worse if we don't act now. But good luck when you have politicians instead of statesmen.
0: Jacob it just reminds me real quick of uh, Genesis 9-6 whoever sheds human blood by humans, humans the onus is on the men the believers shall their blood be shed for in the image of God God has made mankind God That's has right. put it on the onus of the authorities to carry out justice against people who murder And yet, somehow, we have more we have more empathy for the murderer than for the dead victims that they bury.
1: Absolutely, Hmm. the first terrorist target that should have been taken out, in my opinion, after September 11 was the Bush Ranch. The Saudi Arabians had the Bush administration in their back pocket.
0: I want to go to Davy real quick. Davy, can. Can I ask you, uh, I, I'm not sure, but is are you seeing an influx of, of, of refugees as
2: well or is it just a Europe and United States issue? No, it's not just a, a US or European um, issue either. Um, <laughs> Albanese is bringing them I in mean, here too. Uh, we've had uh, like approval for over 700,000. Now, if you kind of think Look, we've only got a population of around about 25 million. So you're talking about, like, the better part of another million adding on to our population. It's kind of like that's quite, quite a significant uh, percentage of the population that they're bringing in, and they're bringing them in unvetted. And uh, I just want to go back to something Jacob said, too, about, like, the war on Chris- Christmas that happened this year. It was coordinated efforts. That it was planned. They networked. They deliberately targeted um, uh, Christmas celebrations, particularly Christmas ones. The number of churches that were firebombed or uh, set on fire uh, in Canada, uh, even in the U.S. Uh, the Christmas trees that were desecrated, the nativities that were desecrated, uh, our carols by candlelight—not that it was—not <laughs> that it was a great um, what do you call it. Uh, a great ray of light or anything like that it was kind of like I saw two minutes of it and there was some guy singing a Beyonce song and I'm thinking this is supposed to be Christmas carols but um, they were hijacked by pro-Palestinian you know, sympathizers, they took over the stage and all the rest of it Uh, reports come out that they had inside help Uh, and, and at the moment the way it's being portrayed here is kind of like they're trying to lure women into converting to Islam here by um, making it appealing, you know, it's a fashionable thing to do and uh, in Melbourne we had 30, uh, 30 women I know of at least um, just over the Christmas period uh, what do you call it? embrace Islam as their religion, it's kind of like <laughs> uh, because of the way it's being portrayed by the media, you know, they see what's happening in Gaza and the way it's being portrayed by the media, actually it's by the way it's being portrayed here by uh, a very biased media. So it, look it, it is a it is a worldwide issue it's happening here too it's, uh absolutely disgusting the, going back to the World Trade Center though too that was an, again a strategic target. They picked that because of what happened with um, the Islamic conquest of the West really began with the bombing of, um, well it goes actually back even before the uh, the Twin Towers, but they saw that as a conquest. They wanted to put up that mosque there, that Cordoba mosque, which I yes. think means conquest. And um, again, this was strategic. This is a way of basically saying, we've conquered you, we've conquered the West. And there's been no pushback, no resistance from the West. And all it does is just embolden them to do more and more and more and take each one further and further and further. So I know they have stuff planned for the New Year's Eve, they are also got a day of, I can't remember if it's Day of Rage or what they're calling it, but planned for January 13th. But these things are going to keep continuing and escalating in um, scale and magnitude uh, because they see the West as a pushover. They see, they see they've see they already conquered the West. They see that symbolically, and now it's, they're just more emboldened than ever. I, I have to
0: speculate. I'm just wondering here. Let's say that a bunch of Christians protested during Ramadan. Do you think the police would tolerate that very long?
2: (laughs) No, uh, we'd be rounded up in um, in the slammer before you could say Jack Robinson.
1: Oh, yes, that's right. Remember, in England, you have the Rotherham scandals when the local Labour Party authorities would not let the police do their job. Covered it English up. Were pimped off by Islamic gangs, and they let it happen because they didn't want to offend the Islamic community. Yep. From Great Britain, it is estimated by the Foreign Office that approximately 1,000 1, British Muslim g- girls who are underage every year are forced to go to Pakistan and marry relatives. Like a 12, 14-year-old girl marrying a 55-year-old uncle over a thousand a year. Does the media talk about it? No. no.
2: Nope. Yeah. Actually, one of the most disgusting things I've seen this week was actually from Wales, where they're using schoolchildren of age 14 to encourage uh, Muslim immigration into the country. It's It's kind of uh, mind blowing. It's just disgusting. There is a comment here I want to read out on um Rumble from Jamie in New Zealand. He, he's just saying he's seeing more and more here on the shore in Auckland. I've noticed they are now wearing the Middle Eastern dress coat since the attacks in Israel. Is a statement. I'm That's sorry, Davy. What did you say? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, just there was a comment from Jamie in New Zealand where he's saying they're seeing more and more here on the shore in Auckland. I've noticed they are now wearing their Middle Eastern dress code since the attacks in Israel as a statement.
0: Hmm. That, that's interesting. Uh, it, it's almost as if, forgive me for using this word, but, you know, the uh, they'll be quick to say that Jews in uh, Israel are colonizers, but this begs the question... Who's colonizing who? And by the way, if you bring this up to a person who is an apologist for Islam, you will be immediately branded Islamophobic. And I know that from experience. But uh, uh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. You go anywhere in the world, and you're seeing it more and more. With the exception of a few countries that will not allow... Any immigration, but just this week, uh, to, to kind of go on that uh, side of the story, um, Poland huge reversal, Jacob. We talked about this, and maybe next yes. week we can get Kristoff to come yes. and talk about it. But it went from a country that wanted to limit migrants to welcoming them in, yes, full stop, yes. That's correct. So, Christoph, when you watch this, we need to schedule you for next week. Yes. Uh, turning our attention to Washington along the same lines uh, with this story, Matthew Graves, a prosecutor, pursued a conviction against Paula Harlow. Paula Harlow, what was her crime? She prayed outside of an abortion clinic. Her sentence, 11 years in prison and $250,000 fine. Potentially. All the while, Muslims in the same uh, city, Muslim protect protesters were attacking police with pepper spray and not one prosecution. Jacob, would you like to make a comment the, on that? The, the favoritism. Is this, the
1: Biden, this is the Biden-Garland treason justice department. This is what you have. Betrayal of America, betrayal of the Constitution, betrayal of freedom, betrayal of the public trust. Where a 75-year-old lady protesting, doing nothing violent on front of an abortion clinic, Biden is hailing her conviction by graves. Well, you have radical Muslims, some of them even pepper-strain police, tearing down nativity displays. All matter of open violence. And they're not even being arrested in many cases. Mm -hmm. Certainly not prosecuted, certainly not deported by the Biden administration or by the Garland-Biden Justice Department. Again, I don't know how to define this other than betrayal. That's what we have. It's God's judgment on America and on the West. That's exactly what it is. I'm so glad Jesus is coming.
0: Amen. Amen. You know, before we move along, I just wanted to mention uh, for this last episode of this year for Backstage, uh, we plan to have one short story, but we want to devote most of the time to talking about what you in the chat provide Davey, who's going to take it down, uh, some of the things that God has put on your heart this year, some of the things that he's uh, taught you and maybe some insight that you have for, for 2024. Some of the goals you've set for yourself spiritually so uh, that is for backstage I just wanted to make that announcement now so get in uh, those uh, comments to Davey as soon as you can and uh, we're gonna move along Jacob our next story Alan Dershowitz uh, has gone over has listed a hundred attacks by Iran from the Houthis attacks on naval ships, from the attack on Judy Weinstein, an American, through Hezbollah, Hamas, and so and so forth, um, by legal definition, he claims, Iran has declared war on the Uni- United States, or causes belly. Yes.
1: That's what he said, and I agree with him. His legal opinion is most certainly correct. But of course, the law is not what determines what happens we're no longer a nation of laws we're a nation of corrupt politicians and political whores in both parties we're a nation run by whores um, less scruples than a prostitute on the corner less scruples than a pimp um, that's what we're being run by in America, in Britain, in Europe in Australia, this is what we're being governed by, whores and pimps uh, we call them politicians and bureaucrats but they're just the moral equivalent of whores and pimps No more scruples. So, (laughs) this is what you've got. Now, they've declared war. There is every constitutional right for the United States to retaliate, to destroy Karg Island, and to destroy the nuclear development capacity of Iran as they get closer, thanks to Biden and Obama, who financed it, to developing nuclear weapons. <clears throat> Again, the betrayal of America by Biden and Obama, who have financed this nuclear development, financed this terror, financed it. And they're only slapping on their wrist when there's been over a hundred attacks on American military bases, instead of responding the way the Constitution says, when America is attacked, you counterattack. It's not to be proportional, it is to be something to wipe the enemy out. At least to wipe out their capacity the way the Israelis are doing to Hamas is what America needs to do to Iran. (coughs) And it's what we should have done to Saudi Arabia in my opinion after September 11th. But that didn't happen. This is the reality. Alan Dershowitz is completely right. He's completely right legally. But again, we're no longer a nation of laws. We're a nation of whores. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then uh, also, uh, to, to go along with that list, the fact that through the funding of the United States government, government giving them billions of dollars, a tap $3 million bounty on American citizens like Salman Rushdie. Uh, he was a British citizen. Oh, Brit- Brit- but he but was in the United States at the time. Yes, correct. But again... Funding of, of of killing of a of a civilian.
1: When they rioted in London, demanding the death of Rushdie, they should have been mowed down with machine gun fire.
0: It's uh, sad, very sad. Let's talk a little bit about uh, our our favorite people on the on the planet, people that just bring a smile to your face every time I see uh, our good friends at the WEF. I get this warm feeling in my stomach that usually makes me nauseous. Uh, but they have they have good news for us. Though they laud and praise and 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 say that Xi Jinping is one of the best humans on the planet, a new report has come out. China is responsible for more greenhouse emission and pollution due to manufacturing than Europe. United States, Japan combined, and most likely add in Australia and Canada. So the most, the largest polluter in the world is the people that the WEF, who are all for green energy and green solutions, is China.
1: Of course. But let's look at it further. China continues to build coal-fired electrical generation electrical generation facilities, every couple of months they open one. They open two to three a year, and they're big ones. And they're not necessarily burning clean at the They're they're responsible for more industrial pollution, more electrical generation pollution, more automobile pollution than the next three biggest economic entities combined. The USA, the EU, and, and Japan. This is what Schwab sung the praises of. Pushing their green agenda. They want to go to renewables. Who is making, who manufactures those solar reflectors? Who manufactures those cobalt batteries? China. He's just putting money, wants to put money into the pockets of China at the expense of the environment in the name of being green. He wanted to ping, invited him to come to the WEF and to be the leader of this new reset type thing. A man who's got over a million people because of their religion and ethnicity in concentration camps in Western China. The Wages. Over a million. And this is the man that the World Economic Forum it's leader, main leader, Schwab, and I, I put the people who support him, like your uh, Harari, in the same category as he is. They're co-equally they're co- responsible. This is what he wants to do. And it's obvious. Does the media say anything? No. Does the academic world say anything? No. Does the government say anything? No. You had Kemp the rhino governor of Georgia going over to the WEF. Yeah. It's beyond belief.
0: The Polish prime minister, a WEF plant, no doubt. Now,
1: now the WEF, and I don't know if the CIA had a hand in the, in the swing the election or the EU did, but plainly, plainly, there's been a shift in Poland, a seismic shift in Poland that was anti- Islamic immigration that was preserving of national sovereignty and now it has shifted to the political left. And without doubt there are foreign players involved in what happened and what is happening in Poland. Yeah. We will hopefully be addressing this next week and we'll have some of the people from Morio, Poland speaking to this issue.
0: Can only hope. Uh yeah. David, this is right in your backyard. Um China is a major polluter for the world. Um, you're not necessarily downwind, but are you at all aware of the pollution and how it affects your country?
2: Well, it was one of the things when Marco was here. I was saying to him, you know, like even in the most populated city, you know, that we have here, you know, Sydney look around it's kind of like the air's clear we've got beautiful parks gardens you know even in our most densely populated places and look most of the most of the area here is just open landscape it's kind of like it's not populated with probably one of the least densely populated um places on the planet and it's kind of like a uh, you know the whole green energy thing is a big it's a big con it's a big scam and the, the biggest polluters on the planet, like China, as you were both saying before, China gets a green—you know—gets a pass, a free pass. It's kind of like China, Iran, uh, Russia; they're all going to continue to keep trading in oil. They are all going to keep um, dealing with, you know, uh, what do you call the natural natural fuels and all the rest of it. It's only us silly imbeciles in the West that are adapting policies that aren't going to work there's no way we can possibly sustain them you actually need the fossil fuel energy to be able to turn these wind turbines to be able to charge the electric vehicle batteries and all the rest of it but they're pushing it through really rampantly Albanese did a really shifty here just this week he's um passed uh, basically law so by the end of by 2025 you'll only be able to Buy electric vehicles or hybrid electric vehicles. You won't be able to buy a, a diesel car or a, um, a petrol-based car anymore. It'll have to be a hybrid or EV. And people like myself who drive a you know a regular car, uh, well, 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 we'll we'll have the grace to be able to drive until 2028, and then we'll then we'll be forced off the road or ha- having to convert. We just don't have the grid or the system to deal with that many electric vehicles no country does it, no. it's just it, it's crazy it is just mind-blowingly dumb but this is what happens when you know professing to be wise they become Maybe, fools. said it for me <laughs> we got the biggest wise. bunch of fools ever <laughs> that's
0: right <laughs> yep. you know also uh just what you mentioned uh what comes with ev cars limited range of movement there is no uh, there is no electric vehicle that I know of that can go over three hundred miles without a charge. So think about that. A lot of the hybrid cars go five to six hundred miles on a full tank. You've cut that effectively in half. Yep. With most EVs. Mm. Yep. Just an it's
2: interesting to thought. 15, yeah, seen well with the fifteen-minute city idea.
0: Correct. There, and that is that's that is that is the plan. Obviously, you are limited in the places you will be able to go. You'll own nothing, and you'll enjoy it.
2: And cricket burgers all around. Yeah, and I think it was you who was saying in the pre-show, Jay, about the. <laughs> The money that's being dedicated to road maintenance, they're basically not going to maintain the roads. And they're doing the same thing here. Our, our roads are shocking. They're like Swiss cheese.
0: Driving um. in LA. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. A pothole for every household.
2: <laughs> it's
0: no better here. It's crazy. You know, uh the next story that we have, I want to go ahead and say thank you to everybody. I know that a lot of people from Montreal were praying uh for Hatuntosh. We we really want to say thank you, and I'm sure uh Hatun, if she knew that you were praying for her, would would also thank you. But we have received a communication from Tash Uh David David Wood got in touch with her. And uh It seems that she has gone into hiding because of the recent sentence of her would-be assassin. Jacob, uh, you brought this up in the pre-show. Why don't you uh, fill out the gaps
1: for us? David Wood received a communique from, from Hatoon, thank God. We didn't know if she was alive or dead. And... We were all very, very concerned, obviously. We, we, we didn't know if they murdered her, because there's been other attempts on her life. Her father is a Turkish imam, a Muslim imam. There's a lot of people who want her dead. One of them was a convert to Islam called Little. The police intercepted him. He had 5,000 pounds, British pounds, about $7,000 to buy a firearm in Britain. Illegal firearms are very expensive in Britain to buy an illegal firearm to murder her. Now, he was just sentenced to 16 years. It may be that the police advised her to go underground and hide for a while because this guy was out to assassinate her, um, was sent to prison for 16 years, and some other good-willed Muslim radical might try to fulfill the task in his place. That may be the reason. David Wood did not say that, but that is the common wisdom about what's happening in Britain. Um, We did post the request by Dr. J. Smith on the website to have people contact their members of parliament in Britain and to pressure the police to more radically investigate the missing persons reports and so forth. But David Wood is a credible source. He's a credible source. Uh, Her ministry is called... um, uh, i think it's D-C-C-I um, um presenting and, and investigating islam or inquiring into islam something of this nature um DCCI we heard about, is correct yeah um, it's discussing or it's it's something about Christ and and something about investigating Islam I know of her more than I know about her organization Um, well known feature in Speaker's Corner where I used to speak in London but um, thank God thank God the prayers of many people have been heard and she does appear to be alive David Wood is again a credible source it may be at least the common prevailing wisdom is because the person who was out to assassinate her I'm not talking about the one who stabbed her in the face in Speaker's Corner. I'm talking about the chap who converted to Islam and tried to buy the gun to kill her. Was sentenced to 16 years. I would have sentenced him to 16 minutes. Say your prayers before we push the button. But <laughs> I would have been done with him. But that—that that was it. Um, she's here somewhere. I'm still in hiding, and that's probably the reason most people think we don't know. Um, but. Thank God that she's still alive. I did not know if she made it or not. Moriel even considered offering a cash reward for information as to her her whereabouts. But we still don't know where her whereabouts are, but we know that she appears to be alive. So thank God for that. Thank God for that indeed.
0: Amen, amen. Jacob, uh, our next story uh, deals with the waltz of the rhinos. You already talked about Kemp and his uh, connection to uh, the Schwab slobs. But let's let's also take a look at uh, Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio. Um, Recently, a bill uh, was brought up by the State Senate outlawing sex change therapy for minors, specifically puberty blockers, which lead to chemical castration. Mike DeWine decided to veto that bill, which in essence is veto- vetoing parental rights, how can rhinos like Mike DeWine get away with this and still remain in office?
1: How can Christians be so naive as to imagine the Republican Party is somehow conservative, or pro-Christian, or or pro-family values? That's the real question. DeWine is even worse than his predecessor. Kasich. Kasich was a terrible rhino, a horrible figure politically in in, in the state of Ohio. Of course, we've already mentioned Kemp. You've got these people. They know how to sing the tune. But don't listen to what they say. Listen to what they do. Some rhinos are very good at trying to sound conservative. They're professional liars. I think particularly of the Bush dynasty. I remember watching Laura Bush and Dick Cheney, whose daughter is married to another woman, uh, calling on the Republican Party to, ch- to change its policies towards same-sex marriage and things of this nature. Completely anti-Christian, as worse as any Democrat. This was Bush, the Bush dynasty and it was Cheney. And of course we know what Cheney's other daughter is. Um, these are horrible people. We know about John Cornyn and Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham they're pseudo, and, and, and Marco Rubio. they're pseudo-conservatives. But some rhinos are better deceivers than others. A rhino who was a master deceiver um, was Trent Gowdy, a master deceiver. Boy, could he look like a conservative? But when you look at his voting record, it's something else. Um, they're very good at lying and deceiving and misleading the public. very good very good at it. Uh, and it's not getting any better. Another one is Chris Christie of, of New Jersey. These are all rhinos. They're dem- Again, as I've said, they're Democrats who sit on the opposite side of the aisle. Uh, Kingpin was the late John McCain. These are just Democrats who sit on the opposite side of the aisle. That's all they are. Um, the division in the Democratic Party between the traditional Democrats, like... Bobby Kennedy's son, uh, or or uh, Tulsi Gabbard, or maybe even Fetterman. Some people are saying now, and 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 Mansion. I'm not saying I like or agree with those people, but they're traditional Democrats. They're not Marxist Democrats. They're not radical left Democrats. They're not Biden Democrats. Okay. There's a division in the Democratic Party, but the Marxists have won. In the Republican Party, there's a division between the rhinos and the conservatives and libertarians. But the rhinos usually win. The rhinos usually win. This guy is a disgusting human being. When his own legislature, dominated by Republicans, voted to outlaw giving puberty blockers, chemical castration agents to minors and to stop treatment of trans athletes so men could compete against women in sports he vetoed it he vetoed it as a Republican Christians need to stop being naive and stupid thinking that Republicans are conservatives that is not the case at all You have individuals like Senator Kennedy. You have individuals like like Ted Cruz, who who may be. You may have an authentic libertarian um, from time to time like uh, Ron Paul. But the Republican Party is the establishment. It is not a conservative party. The only thing that Trump did was run against the Rhino establishment. That's why you have the never bushes why they hate him so much. Um, another one who who disappoints me very much, although I liked her as a UN uh, ambassador, but she resigned and she disappoints me and now she's trying to run for president. our former governor from Carolina. I believe that woman is a rhino, not a conservative um, I just don't believe she's a conservative. This is what we are dealing with. But this guy takes the cake. We have to pray that God removes him. May God remove him. May God, politically at least, destroy him. This man must be politically destroyed. May the Almighty raise his hand against this man in swift judgment. That is my prayer, and it should be all of our prayer. What about parental rights? A minor. Athletes compete with the girls' team because they're taking these chemical agents. Oh, my Lord. The legislature outlaws it, and he vetoes it. He's an evil, evil man. I pray to God he gets no mercy, that the judgment of the Lord will be swift against this terrible son of the devil. He's of his father, the devil. Do I sound angry?
0: God is angry. Yeah, a little bit, but it's it's good anger. It's good to be angry about someone
1: who's you an elected this, official. What did Jesus say? It's better to have a millstone tied around your neck and be cast into the sea. Yeah. That man would be better to tie a millstone around his neck, go up to Cleveland and jump in the lake, yeah. than do what he did. But he did it. Why wouldn't he? He's a Republican.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it's funny to me, again he's elected governor of a state by democracy but yet when demo- that same democracy elects state representatives to pass this law he takes away democracy and uses his executive power to say yes. democracy does not matter
1: that's correct that- well he doesn't have a democratic right to veto but don't call yourself or misrepresent yourself correct as Correct. Holding to traditional values, he he does, but
0: also, like you say, Jacob, you know, he he's his democratic uh, power derives from following the will of his constituents, and his constituents, I guarantee, if you polled them, a hundred percent was for that legislation.
1: I think most of the voters in Ohio. Supported the legislation that he vetoed. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think they should try and at least write and just express their disgust and anger um, at, at what this guy's done. He doesn't represent him whatsoever and he should be removed. No. Yeah. yeah. He absolutely should be.
1: You know, rather than let him continue, I would pray that the Lord removes him from the face of the earth.
2: Amen.
0: Amen. This ties into our next story about undermining democracy. Um, The Fourteenth Amendment is coming up again. Uh, Maine joins the chorus of Colorado, California. They what are they doing? They want to block Donald Trump from the ballot. There's a big there's a big question mark there.
1: California reneged. California reneged. uh,
0: Yes, yes. Governor Newsom saw that it was a very much a losing battle for him politically. So he reneged. But I'm sure that you could find people in the state that oh, sure. are all for that. Oh, sure. Uh, the big question, Jacob, will the Supreme Court take this up in time for the 2024 election?
1: Napolitano, who I don't particularly like, sometimes I agree with him, though, said the Supreme Court must take it up urgently. What you have is a state bureaucrat in Maine and remember northern Maine when you get away from like Portland and Augusta most of the state is conservative voting it's not liberal but you got someone from the liberal bastion of Maine who simply states as a political decision no basis in law we're taking Trump off based on insurrection he was never arrested charged arraigned indicted or convicted. They're pronouncing him guilty of something that he was never convicted of, never even charged with, as a basis for removing him from the ballot as a political decision, not a legal one. These enemies of democracy should die in federal prison. I'd put that bureaucrat and the joint and leave it at to die. The ones in Colorado, likewise. You have no conviction. Trump told the people on January 6th to go home. They never charged, of all these hundreds of bogus charges they brought against Trump, to misuse the judiciary in order to stop him politically for fear that he'd win a democratic election, which is what the Marxists are doing. For all of that, they never charged him with insurrection. But a bureaucrat decides he's guilty of it and that's the basis to take him off the... That woman should die in federal prison as an enemy of democracy. She should die in federal prison. No parole. Bare minimum? She should not Bare hold minimum. any office for the rest of that, her life. Yeah, but she, I think she needs to be in prison. I think she needs to be sent to the joint. Anybody who attacks democracy is an enemy of democracy... And that should be a crime in itself.
0: Meanwhile, I bet you you could find a million leftists that will say, Donald Trump is an attack on democracy. Prove it. Exactly. Going to a real spitfire of a war, let's talk a little bit about the uh, war in Ukraine. Putin has fired missiles targeting civilians in Ukraine. Jacob,
1: please talk about this a little bit. He's killed at least 12. He's escalating. Why? Why is he escalating? He's escalating for the same reason that Iran is escalating, because he knows there is a weak, senile, corrupt president with a corrupt, inept administration in the White House, and he knows he can get away with it. Remember, this would not have happened if Trump had been president. Now, I am not happy with Mr. Trump. I don't plan to vote for him again. I voted for him twice. But had he been president, this would not have happened. Either would Gaza, either would Afghanistan. But when your enemies see a spineless, senile corruptocrat surrounded by people who are also inept, dishonest, and corrupt in his administration and his cabinet, they take advantage of it. What's going to stop them? Nothing's going to stop them, but again, I believe it's God's judgment.
0: I do. I do as well. Biden is the is the gift that keeps on giving for the wickedness that America obviously. Anybody needs to who, who
1: voted for. for him is a person of subhuman intelligence.
0: Well, uh, one of the stories I was going to do uh, the the test scores are in. Children, yeah, uh, children today. Do it, do it. Uh, today. Children, uh, according to the Jerusalem Post, the uh, PISA examinations have been carried out every three years, deal with 15-year-old pupils. Now, this is just for Israel, but it it paints a broader picture. In Israel, the average score for reading is 47. This year, overall, Israeli uh, students are down to 470. Um, the Hebrew speakers, however, are the one p- good point. Uh, they speak two languages. They're at 506 in reading. But uh, Arab pupils in Israel have slipped by 29 points to 362. If you Again, go, if they're Arab Muslims, I'm surprised it's not 13. That's, that's a lot. Uh, mathematics, the average is 490 this year, 463. Um, everywhere from the U.S. to Europe, this trend is repeating. The only place that this is not the case is in the Far East. Japan, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Korea, Singapore. 41% of their students excel in math. That is compared to 9%, which is the global average. Yes, So everywhere we see this next generation that comes after us, they will be less intelligent and less equipped to take on the challenges that are coming.
1: Well, when you've got a witch like Weingarten running their teachers' unions in a school system designed to fail, to teach people not how to think, but what to think, and to particularly keep the minorities stupid and controlled. Well, What are you going to get?
0: This is what you get. And then you add in AI and the uh, things like TikTok that give you an attention span of about 10 seconds. This is what you get. Reading scores way down. Mathematics scores way down. And science scores way down. We cannot maintain the civilization that we've built we're going to regress. Talking about regression, uh, we have this next story. Biden. um, Non-compliant to the Congressional Committee's hearings after it was found that he was lying about getting money, not getting money from his son, Hunter Biden. And where did the money come from?
1: China. Jacob? Biden. $5 $5 million and he got his cut. But now the documents being subpoenaed by the Congressional Investigation Committee are not being provided. They're not forthcoming. Again, open contempt of Congress is, is, is normal for the Democratic Party. We saw this with, um, with, with Holder, with Eric Holder. He never did... He never, another man who belongs in prison. Never did a day in jail. But he belongs in prison. But um, They just don't care. It's a political judiciary. It is not a legal judiciary. You can use the system against your political enemies, but you can ignore the law for yourself. Biden told the American people he did not profit from his son's business activities, where his son was seen marketing himself as having access to the Oval Office because of his father when his father was vice president and then afterward. Biden lied. China gave five million to his son. Communist China, the CCP gave five million to Biden's son and Biden got his cut. He openly lied and he got a pass for lying from the New York Slimes, from the Washington Compost, from the Clinton News Network, from MSNBC. He got a pass, not held accountable in the corruption of the American system. Well, the question I've had repeatedly, five million, is that the reason the reconnaissance balloons were allowed to go from one American base to the other before being shot down over the Atlantic Ocean? Is Biden on China's payroll? Is he compromised? Is he a Chinese asset? It's a valid question, and it's a question that needs to be answered when you're talking about five million, of which the president got a cut after lying that he didn't and China was able to get away with that. Is Biden on China's payroll? Is he compromised? Is he an asset of the CCP? That is the question, and it's a question that anybody with a half a brain should be asking.
0: They screamed Russia, Russia, Russia for for the years that uh, Trump were in office, and nobody screams China, China, China during the uh, years that Biden, both senior and junior, have ties to the Communist Party, China, Chinese. Hmm. Nice double standard there. Davey, I wanted to uh, ask you real quick. um, When you look at the politics here in America, especially when it comes to to Joseph Biden, do you see uh, anything, I mean, do you see the, the decay and the rot that Jacob and I at least see? I mean, you are—you're an outsider. Obviously, you—you you don't. What Biden does might have an effect on you, but you're not personally under his his grip. But can you p- plainly see the emperor has no clothes,
2: and also the emperor takes bribes? Look, look—it affects the whole world, basically. Um, it's really been hard watching heartbreaking watching the decline of america it's kind of like um and especially kind of like i'm the kind of kid who grew up with movies like ruggles the red gap you know the 1950s born yesterday movie you know which were very much like really uplifted um the values everything that made america good and great and you know it was i I still love those movies you know and now we've got a Country that kind of hates itself. That the kids are being taught to hate themselves and hate everything that was made America great. We were taught to, you know, you as Americans were taught to love God and country, which is great. And um, uh, nowadays, kids are being taught to hate their country, to hate God, to hate their country, to hate themselves. And uh, Biden, Biden is just kind of like it's seen as a joke. Even by those who don't like Trump. You know, the media did a good job of brainwashing people, turning people against Trump out here. And uh, But even those who, you know, don't like Trump, they kind of look at Biden and think he's a joke and they're thinking, how can... You know, how can they just allow him to keep going? So Biden is seen as a joke, but I, I do think he's a judgment not just on... um the U.S. Unfortunately, he's a judgment on the West. The China infiltration is everywhere, and it's far more reaching and far more widespread than what the average person realizes. Into the governments, the governments in the U.S., the governments here, Andrews was basically did China's bidding. He, he's basically he he sold us out. The damage Andrews has done, we will never recover from. There, he's basically sold away our water rights, our land rights. The damage he's done is pretty much irreversible now. But the China's managed to get themselves into every area, the education system, the funding that they put into the schools over there. So the kids do get, gut, do get dumbed down. Um, the entertainment industry, which you're probably well aware of, um, I was reading a report of basically Disney was paid a lot of money back in 1997 to make one of their films, basically to not promote it because it was offensive to China. It was uh, a film I think called uh, Kundum or something like that. I think it was a Martin Scorsese film. And uh, AK Disney was basically paid money by the CCP not to promote the film, not to um, distribute the film widely because it was offensive to the CCP. Things like this have been going on for ages. The Chinese infiltration In the school systems here, the education system here is shocking. When we had the lockdowns, who were still allowed to fly in? Um, Chinese students were still allowed to come into the country earlier than other people before others were allowed to fly. The corruption is just, and the hypocrisy just kind of stinks and reeks. It's kind of like we're not going to see a return to kind of like the 19 the ideal 1950s America, 1930s America that kind of, you know, I kind of of grew up with and loved. Uh, Biden's managed to destroy everything I've loved about, you know, the country. Thankfully, look, our kingdom is not of this world and that's becoming clearer all the time. Our hope is not in this world. Our hope is in Christ and we're citizens of heaven. Our citizenship is with Christ and that's becoming more and more evident no matter where we are there's really not a place now that isn't untouched by this and the corruption of the biden regime is just it's polluted the planet it's polluted the planet and you can track it all back to obama and his divide and conquer strategy he is basically yes what yeah brought us down to the low point that where we, where we are at now. It's yeah. disgusting. To speak further on Biden, uh,
0: this next story um, shows more of their hypocrisy, actually. Uh, but the Biden administration is very frustrated with Israel. They do not like the bad media uh, that Israel is getting for going into Gaza to hunt down Hamas and free their citizens. They uh, are pressuring Israel and saying that they will not sell any more Apache helicopters to them because they don't like the way that they're conducting the war. Again, Biden is now going to take away weapons from Israel to not only defend herself, but to prosecute the war to an end. Jacob, your thoughts on this latest development?
1: Well, he deprived Israel of weapons to defend itself, but he was more than happy to unfreeze $150 billion to arm Iran to pay for terror and for the development of nuclear weapons. He was more than happy to engage in de facto treason and to arm Iran, uh, who was attacking American bases in Iraq and Syria as we speak. He's more than happy to, to, to give hundreds of billions, plus that hostage money that went through South Korea. More than happy, as Obama was. More than happy. But if you stand up to Iran or Iranian-sponsored terror, you got a problem. He's feigning support for Israel, only because it's an election year and he has to. Joe Obama is an enemy of Israel. Barack Obama is an enemy of Israel, as as, as Alan Dershowitz would say. He's an enemy of Israel. These are enemies of Israel. I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. My only prayer is that the hand of God will raise against these people and destroy them before God's judgment comes on America because of them. I wish them nothing but bad. They're not going to get saved. They're not going to become Christians. Doesn't look too good for them. Keeping our
0: focus in on Israel, um, It's not just uh, the United States which is putting pressure on Israel. Uh, You might say that uh, Turkey, Bahrain, and Jordan are also putting maybe a little bit of pressure by calling all of their diplomats from Israel. Now, the response that Israel has stated, they will not normalize relations with the Turkish until Erdogan is not in power
1: not a full restoration of normalisation, which is exchange of ambassadors. The ambassadors have been recalled. Um. Wh- well, what do you expect? Let's look at Jordan. I love this one. King Abdullah II. Somebody should take King Abdullah II up to the Temple Mount and to the Al-Aqsa Mosque and look at the bullet holes in the pillar where his great-grandfather, for whom he is named, was shot dead by the Mufti's men and the Husseini family's agents for wanting to make peace with Israel. The man he's named after, his father's grandfather, he should go look at the bullet holes in the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Then somebody should show him a film of what his father and the Jordanian government did to the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine and to Arafat's people in September of 1970, Black September. They killed 25,000! 25,000 Palestinian Arabs wiped out by the Jordanian Legion that was armed and trained by the British. His father was educated as a military officer in Sandhurst, the west point of Great Britain. They wiped out 25,000 Palestinians When the Palestinians tried with them and the Hashemite kingdom what they tried with Israel. In twelve days, twelve days. They killed between fifteen and eighteen thousand, just mowed them down and exterminated them. Then they deported tens of thousands out of Jordan into refugee camps like Sabra and Shatila in Lebanon those refugees in Lebanon. They tell you they came from Israel. No, they don't tell you how many came from Jordan. The hypocrisy of King Abdullah is absurd. If the Israelis did to the Palestinian Arabs what the Jordanians did, maybe he'd have something to complain about. Yeah, Jacob, if they
0: if they did what... Uh, the uh, Jordanians did uh, they might do what South Africa has done, which has re- is referring Israel to the International Court of Justice in The Hague for genocide against the Gazans
1: yep the Gazans attack Israeli civilians, murder babies, etc and then use their own civilians and their own children as human shields and they say it's the Israelis who are guilty of genocide but this is racist South Africa South Africa, the ANC is as corrupt and racist as apartheid was. And in many ways worse, particularly for blacks, but for everybody. Desmond Tutu, who I did not respect as a clergyman because of his pro-lesbian ordination nonsense, had no respect for him as a clergyman. But before he died, he admitted the ANC simply replaced one evil with another he admitted it too too at least he told the truth about the ANC that he helped bring to power They're was bad as what they replaced and in some ways worse when you look at black unemployment longevity and immortality worse this is the racist government of South Africa
0: And I'm sure the Hague will be more than more than eager to condemn Israel. Most likely, it just it just shows you who uh, the world uh, bows down to and calls them Both of those
1: court in the Hague are jokes. Yeah, they put Milosevic on trial. Why didn't they put Wesley Clark, Adm. Solano, Bill Clinton, and Tony Blair on trial? The NATO charter said. NATO cannot attack a country unless that country attacks a NATO country. The Serbs did not attack a NATO country. Clinton, Aveiro Solano, Wesley Clark, and Tony Blair are war criminals. Why were they not put on trial in the Hague? It's all hypocrisy. Mm
0: -hmm. It sure is. Uh, This is probably a huge... Bit of hypocrisy. Live from the Washington Post this week. I don't know if you remember this wonderful woman. We all love her. Victoria Newland, the architect of the war in Ukraine, the architect of global conflict and forever war. Um the the architect
1: of the false charges of collusion against Trump, collusion with Russia. And she was never brought to justice. She was never investigated by Congress properly. And she was never investigated by the Justice Department because they were in collusion with her collusion allegations. Correct. They were accessory
0: terror crimes. Now, while she and her husband enjoy a life fantastique, her husband has penned quite the article. Uh, Robert Kagan, her husband, wrote a piece in the Washington Post calling Trump the new Julius Caesar, that he's crossed the Rubicon. He plans to make himself imperator for life. This is uh, this is straight from his article. Another tr- uh, Trump is Julius Caesar, and he's looking for a Brutus to come
1: along and, and save the day. He didn't say it that way, but that was the implication of, of, of the imagery. He put the statue of Caesar... Julius Caesar next to Trump. <laughs> That's what he was saying. Um, saying the country is headed for a dictatorship along the lines of what Julius Caesar did when he took Rome from being a republic to a imperial dictatorship. That's what he's saying. But look, who, and, and his wife, she, again, was never brought to justice for that collusion conspiracy. Either was Podesta or Hillary Clinton uh, or or Comey or McCabe, the FBI people. They were not brought to justice either. But she should have been brought to justice with the rest of them. And then her role in the fiasco that has unfolded in Ukraine is unspeakable. That's who he's married to. We know what these people are.
0: Yes, we, we do know who they are, but it, it's just, it's so, it's, it's interesting that Robert Kagan says that Julius Caesar is Trump, being the ignoramus he is, not understanding what he's saying. Imagine, if you would, a Trump scenario where Trump is knifed by a Brutus. My, yes. my question to you, Jacob, who's the avenging Augustus? Who's the Octavius that's going to rise after Julius is dead? and truly dissolve
1: democracy. Because that's what it said historically. In collusion with the mafia, the deep state almost certainly found a Lee Harvey Oswald. And it's not likely they're going to have problems finding another one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alright. Well, I think that will conclude our show for the front stage. Join us on Backstage. We're going to hopefully take some of your comments. Again, we're talking about New Year's. We're talking about things that the Lord has taught you this past year. And uh, some words of encouragement from Jacob, Davy, and I as well. And we do have one story on Backstage that we're going to be covering. Um, Please, uh, we're just going to warn you, it's a very graphic video. Uh, it's not something that you should be having your children watch, necessarily. So uh, join us on Backstage. We'll see you there in a few minutes. Welcome to Backstage, where we're not allowed to talk about these subjects because, you know, the people over at Google and YouTube and Facebook, They well, they just don't like topics that deal with maybe things that are the truth. Uh. <laughs> That being said, before we get into uh, our last and final story, um, Davey, you have some uh, encouragement, some some comments from the chats? Uh,
2: yes, got a few comments here. Um, uh, one said it's been an awesome year with Jacob. Another says very, very thankful for catching up with Jacob keeping sane, discerning, sober mind and keeping faithful, trusting and waiting for our King and Messiah. Hallelujah. Um, From another, for myself, 2023 has been a rough year. We've out of the ordinary geopolitical and national decisions that could only be made for the demise of the USA. Um, I'm pretty sure 2024 will bring, and uh, the chat actually cut it off then, so I can't actually finish that one. I did ask them, uh, for more another one a, a, a really um, praiseful one here the lord has brought much healing to my heart and mind the growth as a husband boggles my mind all glory to god all glory to god we've also had uh somebody else asking the chat too we we know what the problems are we know what the problems are that's going on around us in the world but what do we do as individual believers so i thought i'd put that one in there too that maybe we can um, put that off to discussion, sure. Well, it's pretty clear to
0: me. I'll, I guess I'll start. It's pretty clear to me what we're called to do. Uh, we're called to pray, we're called to be salt and light. Um, we're called to know what's going on in the world and to expose the deeds of darkness that are there. I think, uh, the easiest way for to be overwhelmed is to th- is to not know that God is, is in control and that God has the victory. And because God has the victory, we're in his throng. Whatever the world can throw at us, I, we have to constantly remind ourselves, we shouldn't fear he that can kill these bodies, but who can destroy our souls. Yes. And uh, there's only one person who can do that, and that's God. And God... If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, he's not going to destroy your soul. He loves you. He loves and considers you his child. And what it is an amazing thing it is to have a creator that loves you. The world is is it's perishing. I mean, as you grow older, you can feel that you're you're perishing. You can feel you're getting older. You suddenly you can't move as fast. Suddenly you can't think as well. Put that on the scale of the world, and it's very apparent that the decay of sin is everywhere. But we have the greatest renewal of life that comes from the fact that Jesus overcame death. So do we. That would be my answer.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Jay. Jacob, your thoughts?
1: Well, the thing that infuriates me the most about the political figures we speak of is that nations get the leaders they deserve. It's the Lord who establishes kings and removes kings. According to the book of Daniel, chapter 2, we can only pray that he will raise up a righteous leader and show America and the West the mercy and grace it does not deserve because we've turned our backs on him. That is all true. When I see governments betraying the cause of democracy and freedom to Islamic regimes that persecute Christians, I feel betrayed. When I see children being allowed to have chemical agents for essentially castration prescribed without parental consent even and politicians voting for it. When I see a politician like Barack Obama lighting up the White House in the colors of the homosexual flag as they call it Celebrating same-sex marriage imposed by a corrupt Supreme Court unconstitutionally. When I see these things happening, it's infuriating. But I know it's not just an indictment of those crooked politicians. It's an indictment of those who voted for them, and it's a judgment of God on the country. Yes, I do get angry. But I think God is angry. I only hope my anger extends to being angry at the sin and the things that displease the Lord in my own life. And I mean that. As much as I detest these people and pray that God would raise his hand against them, there's not one of them, not one of them, that if possible, I would prefer that they were born again and got saved and repented. Not one of them. I don't want anybody to go to hell. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell, but most of them are going there. No matter how infuriated I become, I believe the Lord would give me the grace to forgive any one of them, because he forgave them, as he forgave me. I would much rather see them get saved and come to faith in Christ. And it's not about their political opinions. It's about the immorality of their actions, the persecution of Christians, the anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism. It is about the same-sex agenda being forced on children. It's about the abortion agenda. It's about moral issues that will bring the judgment of God. Having said that, judgment begins in the house of God. This year, we have now seen the fall of Mike Bickle, a man I've been warning about since 1990, a false prophet and a false teacher. I've been warning about that man since 1990. It's finally caught up with him. He's gone the way of Carl Lynn, of Brian Houston, of Bill Hybels. As much as I detest Joe Obama and these people, Kenneth Copeland Michael Brown Bill Johnson Cindy Jacobs Paula White these false teachers and false prophets who Jesus warned would come to deceive the elect are worst the others have corrupted a fallen world that was already fallen these false teachers and false prophets have corrupted the body of Christ Impeding its capacity to present the gospel of salvation and discrediting it so people won't listen to the message of salvation. I'm much more concerned about deceivers like John Arnett and Kenneth Copeland and Cindy Jacobs and Paula White. I'm much more concerned about Bill Johnson and those who defend them, the apologists, for heresy and wickedness like Michael Brown. I'm much more concerned about those people than I am these terrible politicians. A final thing I would add is the Holy Spirit is showing many faithful Christians who love the Lord and desire his coming that pre-tribulationism is an invented myth from John Darby, from his protege, Schofield, from the Irvingites who preceded him. It's an invented myth. It is not true and it's not going to be true. Telling people, don't worry, we're gonna be out of here. No, we're not gonna be out of here. Now they're being forced to deal with realities. So they've changed their theology. They're teaching a form of pre-tribulationism that never existed, that the apostasy is the rapture. And now some of them are admitting we'll know who the Antichrist is before the rapture, before the seven years. They have to keep moving the goalposts because the reality of world events in light of the word of God will no longer allow them to propagate the same false doctrine. So they have to keep moving the goalposts. This includes people who I know personally and who I know know better. I pray for these people. I pray for Jack Hibbs. I pray for Jan Markel. I pray for Tom Hughes. I pray that they will pull themselves away from false teachers like Andy Wood. I pray that people like Arnold Fruchtenbaum would stop going down this road. It is not what traditional pre-trib people believed. They never believed the apostasy was the rapture. It's just not true. The Holy Spirit is showing more and more believers it's not true. As we get closer to the return of Christ, I would urge those Christians who listen to this, who believe in pre-trib, don't listen to me. Ask the Lord to show you by His Spirit, through his word if pre is a false doctrine. Ask him to show you. But you have to be willing willing to act on what he shows you. Don't dismiss it. You have nothing to lose by asking him. Ask God in the name of Jesus by his spirit through his word to show you if pre-tribulationism is true or false. I can assure you it's false, but you don't need to hear that from me. You need to hear it from the Lord. Wishing you all a very blessed new year. Davey, any any,
0: uh, comments on that last question as well? Just get your your thoughts as well.
2: Firstly, I just want to thank you both too, and thank you for what you said there too, um, Jacob too, at the end there too. Um, we have more questions coming in for this, which I'm going to keep for next week. Uh, but yeah, just look. As long as we can, all, as long as we can pray, we can always do something. It's kind of like never forget prayer is a heavy artillery, and it's kind of like we do need to be salt and light where we can. Um, we know we're not going to necessarily be able to change the way things are going. We know things are going to go this way. The Antichrist has got to come to power, and all the rest of it. But we can always pray we always do have our sphere of influence so always keep in the word um speak truth um every opportunity you can uh keep your family loved ones in prayer pray for the leaders of this country of our countries um wherever you live just keep them in prayer as jacob's always said you know they're going to be influenced by something so let's yeah let's pray hopefully our prayers can influence them and give us a little bit of a reprieve we did actually have some reprieve we saw Justina Adern was ousted we had Nicola Sturgeon was ousted we had Daniel Andrews was gone yes. yeah. <laughs> we have had some reprieve so you know just keep in prayer keep in prayer and it's the Lord who does um, establish kings rem- removes and that kind of thing so yeah look keep in keep in prayer and just uh, keep in the word and keep being faithful that's yeah I guess my comments
0: alright absolutely amen Uh, so without further ado we're going to get to our last topic uh, here on Catching Up with Jacob year wrap up 2023 and while we watch this I would ask keep in mind all of the Christians this holiday season and, and leading into the new year that Are suffering persecution, and especially for those uh, that we're going to see right now, um, we need to keep them in prayer. We need to keep them lifted up. That God will strengthen them. That He will protect them, but also that we be willing to support them in whatever way that the Lord leads us to do. So, uh, I'm just going to warn you: this is graphic content, not for the faint-hearted. But this is something that's gone on in Nigeria just this past christmas and uh thank you to davy for suffering to make this video because i've watched it and um i wouldn't want to edit this and with you um just wanted to get your reaction to the video you just saw
1: what we've seen is the prophetic warnings of jesus coming true christians have always been persecuted but not in the number or to the degrees we're seeing now, and it's coming to all nations, as he said. Christians are being persecuted even in Western countries. Secondly, what we've seen is the true face of Islam. That is Islam. That is Bush's religion of peace and tolerance. Third thing we're seeing is evidence if not proof that pre-tribulationism was a lie go tell those Christians go ahead Lee Brainerd go ahead Tom Hughes go tell those Christians we're going to be raptured out of here what you saw happening to those Christians is going to happen all over the planet either Jesus is a liar or David Wood is Either Jesus is a liar or Lee Brainerd is. That is reality. David, uh,
0: you spoke to me about this. This was um, probably one of the toughest videos you ever had to edit. And uh, when I first saw it, when you were showing it to me, I, I was pretty overwhelmed by it. Couldn't help but feel the sorrow that it must be to to not only be there, but also to to, to, the the child that's still alive clinging to their mother. I can't even imagine the suffering. Yeah,
2: look, it was pretty difficult to edit and... uh, Yeah, sorry. But look, the reality does need to be shown it's kind of like people need to be aware of what's going on. It's kind of like, and the West, the media are just turning a blind eye to it. You couldn't even talk about this on Facebook or Instagram. They were just removing posts of people who were commenting on it. You know, we hear such a big outcry, you know, you've got all the people saying, oh, got to bring in the the Gazan refugees, got to bring in the Gazan refugees. There have been 10,000 just... Displaced recently because of these attacks on Christians and that over there in Nigeria, where the media is silent, we're not hearing anything about them. Um, yeah, is as hard as it is to deal with. We do need to face the reality of the situation. This is the reality on the ground. We do need to pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters, we need to stand with them where we can and how we can. If one suffers, we all suffer. We're one body in Christ. Um, I I do want to throw a question out to you too, Jacob. I'm sorry I didn't sort of prepare you for this a little bit earlier, but uh, something you said, I kind of thought I've had this said many a times and it's kind of like, uh, I know there's going to be people who are going to say, oh, well, these Christians, they weren't really Christians anyhow. They were just Catholics or, you know, I've heard it said about the, you know, when it happens in Egypt, they're, they're Coptics. They're not really Christians. They, you know, they're not true believers or, they're, they're, or there was something that caused them. Uh, can I ask you to kind of respond to that kind of uh, um, question, uh, Jacob? I've been to Egypt many times.
1: I let a Copt to the Lord in Cairo once, George and Taki. And I can tell you that a number of Copts are truly born again. They do not believe in the icon veneration and things like this. I've spoken in a Coptic church of born-again believers who didn't go with that stuff. They were really saved, mostly young people. Um, These people are saved. These Christians in Nigeria are saved. Roman Catholicism is not and has never been prominent in Nigeria, Roman Catholicism was only prominent in French speaking Africa, like the Côte d'Ivoire and places like that, not Nigeria. These people are definitely believers and they're paying a price for their faith. Don't go there and tell them. I remember what David Wilkerson said when he was alive. Now, I usually agreed with him. I didn't always, but he, he loved the Lord. And God did speak to him sometimes. And he said, when the laughing revival happened with Rodney Brown and John Arnott, what are you laughing at? Go tell the Christians who are being persecuted like that that they should be laughing. That filthy religious liar, Wynne Lewis, the late leader of the Elam movement in England, a servant of Lucifer, Colin Dye, the leaders of British Pentecostalism, who promoted this laughing and the drunkenness and fiascos when that was happening to our brothers in Christ. And the Elam movement itself had had people martyred in Zimbabwe only a few years earlier, and they took to laughing and drunken hysterics. It's sickening. It's disgusting. When you've got people in the New Apostolic Reformation and you had people caught up in these counterfeit revivals and people defending it like Michael Brown, those things are not reality. What you just saw in that film is reality. Now it's Nigeria. How long do you think it's going to be before it happens in the Western world? I'm sorry. Jan Markel, you love the Lord, you're sincere, but you're wrong. Tom Hughes, you love the Lord, you are sincere, but you are wrong. As much as I like you, Jack Hibbs, you love the Lord, you are sincere, I appreciate your love and support for Israel, but when it comes to this, you are wrong. Stop listening to Amir Safadi. Stop listening to Andy Wood. Stop listening to these crackpots, Lee Brainerd. Listen to the word of God and open your eyes to the reality.
2: Uh, thank you, Jacob. I really appreciate you answering that. Yeah. Well, this brings us to
0: the close of this episode. Um, before we go, uh, we left you on a somber note there, but we want to give you closing encouragement from each of us. So my closing encouragement is this. In this past year, I remembered the Lord's kindness to me and just being able to speak. Uh, the many healings he has done and the ultimate healing that is to come. I reflect on the illness that my friends and my family have gone through and how the Lord pressed it on my heart that it is very important, as Galatians six two says, to carry each other's burdens. And by the, doing this, you fulfill the law of Christ. The, showed, the Lord showed me constantly how much I still need to grow. How much more I need to rely on Him, grow in Him, and not be so concerned with my own entertainment and comfort, which I am truly guilty of all the time. To be a better steward of His many blessings in my life, and to make sure that none of my talents are buried. Though That is the encouragement I can give you. I, I chose this one Passage, this one uh, scripture to to end it for me this year, uh, Deuteronomy thirty one six. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. Anyone else?
2: Um, well, <clears throat> I guess looking back at the year, and I, I think I speak for a lot of people, 2023 was really quite a tumultuous year, quite a difficult year for a number of us. We've all had a lot of struggles, attacks, <clears throat> different things come against it. But through the through it all, the Lord's been good and faithful through it all. And it, um, it's been a year of, while it's been a year of tremendous difficulties, it's also been it's also been a year of tremendous blessing and uh, answered prayers. It's finally like after seven years of praying, <laughs> Pastor Marco was finally able to get to Australia. Seven years of uh, hoping, praying, and basically I got to the point where I thought oh, it's not going to happen. And then the Lord opened the door and it happened all so quickly. Um my job has been on the line uh, so many times this year. Uh, I've almost lost my job. I've lost track of the number of times and it's been pretty much prayer and um, the love of the brethren that's really kind of helped pull me through and the Lord working, the Lord answering prayer. Now, I know there's a couple of you out there too who are going through very similar things, facing very similar things, facing um, I think a lot of us now, we're in the workforce it's kind of like there's this thing looming over us, kind of like, you know, we don't know how long we're going to be able to stay in the places we are because of all the policies they're forcing and all the rest of it. I know there's, I'm thinking of a few brothers in particular at the moment. Uh, looking ahead to the year ahead, I know it's going to be a year of a lot of change. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult. We need to stay close to the Lord. He will lead us, he will guide us, he will navigate us through, but we need to keep close close to him. Keep fervently in prayer. The prayer of a righteous man avails much, so keep fervently in prayer. Keep looking to him. He will guide and direct our paths. And I think one thing I've learned over the years, he's kind of increasing my trust in him. I'm saying this cautiously because I'm thinking, okay, what's next? (laughs) You know? Where he puts you in these situations, where the only way out is him. The only way, the only one we can turn to. We can't rely on our own strength because we don't have any strength in our in us for it. We have to turn on him and just trust him completely, one hundred percent, wholly trust him uh, with our lives. And as Jay said, knowing that he cares for us, that he loves us, and it. Even the difficulties that we go through, he, he has a purpose in them. You know, even if we can't see it at the time, we may not even see it for years down the track. And even, even if it's just so that we get understanding and can relate to another brother or sister who's going through the same. So, uh, yeah, just my prayer for you all is that you stay faithful, keep close to the Lord. And Actually, I do want to thank to especially the regulars who watch and that kind of things. So, uh, the Lord bless you all especially I know a lot of you have got, got your struggles and look I'm thankful for you all um, there's a few I kind of like to name and that kind of thing but I'll gonna kind of forget someone if I do that but God bless you all and I thank you all I uh, thank the Lord for you all Jacob take
0: it take us take us home
1: 2024 is going to be a tumultuous year in several respects. If Mr. Trump is re-elected, do not set your heart on him. He hosted a homosexual gala in Mar-a-Lago. God's hand is not on him. I will pray for him if he gets elected, certainly. But I have no confidence in him. Don't put your confidence in man or politicians or elections. If The neo-Marxist Democratic Party is elected in America. It'll be the virtual beginning of the end of America, as we've known it, if that has not already happened. This is going to be a tumultuous year. Secondly, there is going to be economic turmoil. This will certainly affect China, but it will also affect the Western world, including the United States. The question is to what degree, but expect economic turmoil, and it will be serious. Thirdly, read Daniel chapter 10, what you see happening with Iran and Israel. Iran, the prince of Persia, is the satanic power that Satan is using to try to destroy Israel and the Jews to prevent the return of Christ. He will not succeed, but he will. Watch the prince of Persia and Europe, the prince of Greece. Those are the three things I would say to watch the most. There will likely also be more scandals in the church, like Mike Bickle, and like what happened last year and the year before that with Brian Houston and with Carl Lynn, and with Bill Hybels. Major heads are more than likely going to continue to roll. God is building a different kind of church a church that will be prepared to go underground, but not into a bunker. It will prepare the way for the return of Jesus and preach the gospel of the kingdom. May he keep us faithful to that day. Mar anata, as the early Christians said, Maranatha.
0: Amen. And uh, with that, we wish you a very happy new year. God bless. Music